Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to Island Cast. Happy birthday to us. This is our first birthday. A very special episode of the Hilton Head Island cast powered by Palmera. First off, this is our first birthday. Mm-hmm. Our podcast is one, and I just want to take a moment to thank all of our previous guests who have come on and shared their music and love of the island and and anything they have to contribute to us. And we are so grateful for you sharing uh, and bringing this island together and promoting it because it is a valuable place. Secondly... This, I am so excited about this episode. If you guys have listened at all, you know that I like two things really, really well. First being food, (laughs) second being history. And to be perfectly honest, we have sort of sketched around the edge of the history here because I wanted to make sure that we're covering it um, accurately, fairly, um, truthfully. Not that there's like secret bad history out there. I just... Um, I just want to make sure that we're covering the important stuff of this island. Um, when I was uh, reading a, the Harriet Tubman autobiography or biography with my son several years ago, we were reading and I read, you know, in Buford and I was like, wait a minute, Harriet Tubman was here? It blew my mind and we immediately got in the car and drove to the places that we could find that had anything to do with it. And I started to learn more about this place called Mitchellville. Um, and the incredible history that we have here on this island that I, even growing up in the area, was completely unaware that existed. So today we have Ahmad Ward with us, who is the executive director of the Mitchellville Preservation Project. And he is going to enlighten me on some of the amazing history here in the island. Ahmad, thank you so much for joining us. That's my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. And Chris is here. Of course I'm here. Because I need my other part of my brain to help me think through things. Somebody has to make ridiculous jokes (laughs) (laughs) and and run the recording software. That's true. That's, That's really true. Well, uh, Mr. Ward, thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Lots of sure. people know that there's, you know, history here, but they don't know that the first settlement, self-governed settlement for freedmen in the United States was right here on Hilton Head Island. Yes, on Little Hilton Head Island. And this is before the Emancipation Proclamation. Right, right, right. Right. So uh, what happens, uh, some people are familiar with the Battle of Port, for Port Royal. Right. Which happens in 1861. And so this is true sense of brother versus brother. Right. You had the Draytons, you know, Thomas mm-hmm. and Percival on either end of this. And they're fighting right there in Port Royal Sound. And the Union Army is victorious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what happens is everybody who was in the area mm-hmm. on the plantations or Confederate soldiers, they leave. Right. <laughs> right? And so now you've got newly freed can't call them slaves anymore. Just newly right. free black Americans. Americans. Freedmen. Americans. Yeah. Right, yeah. Newly free black Americans, right? Yeah. And so what has been a part of the history is when these things have happened, you know, these newly free blacks had started to follow the Union Army mm-hmm. looking for opportunities. You know, right. these people were tradesmen and craftsmen, they, you know, they were blacksmiths and carpenters and they did all kind of work. And it was more of let me find an opportunity to make a living. Right. And so that's what they did. And so the 
island of Hilton Head becomes like the Department of the Army's southern stronghold. Yeah. So you get anywhere from forty-five to 50,000 troops here on the island. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, nobody knows this stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, some people do. Yeah. Uh, and so these, again, newly free people are coming to this area looking for opportunities. And Mitchellville... Before it's Mitchellville, right? Is this Army Corps Engineers grid? You know, as mm-hmm. they do it everywhere, and you got this thing laid out, and they build some barracks on the outskirts of the town mm-hmm. for these, you know, freedmen. Uh, they're not in the best of shape, right? Uh, they're really not uh, in good condition at all, and the treatment from the Union Army to these new people in the area was not always good, obviously. Either. Right. Okay. So Ormsby Mitchell, who has the, he has the best name ever. He does. <laughs> Ormsby. Like, kudos to his parents. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or, you're good. You're fine. <laughs> Ormsby is, is pretty inspired. Yeah. yeah. Ormsby Mitchell, who is a Renaissance man, you know, besides being, uh, you know, a tactician, military, he's mm-hmm. he's a astronomer, he's a pseudo philosopher, he does all kinds of stuff. I think he. If, not really invented, but um, worked on some kind of telescope. These guys are all over the place, right? Yeah. So he's the general. And uh, he comes up with this decision. And this is a situation where these people were known as contraband. Not right. as people. They were contraband. Contraband. So it was like, hey, we, oh, we wow. grabbed, we, we've taken this over. Mm-hmm. Right? And there was all of this rigmarole about what to do about the contraband of war. Mm-hmm. Referring to these former to slaves. actual people. To actual people, yes. They yeah. were contraband. Yeah. Get, let that sink in for a second. And he comes up with this notion of giving them a plot of land at the old Drayton Plantation. Ah. And says, hey, I'm going to give you this land. You grow, till, build, do whatever you want on this part of the land. And it just belongs to you. Okay. And this is your first chance at citizenship. Something of your very own. Right. This is your first chance at democracy and being an American for the first time ever. And this is in 1862. 1862. Yeah. And so as amazing as it sounds... This is pre-Emancipation Proclamation, right. at least the reading of. Right. So, you know, it had already been in the works, but, the, you know, it doesn't really get introduced to the American public until January 1st, 1863. Right. So the thing about Mitchellville that is so incredible, and it's still necessary and, and important for today, uh-huh. when people finally get an opportunity they can blossom. Yes. And so not only did these people blossom, they, they took this land, they built the roads, yeah. they built the houses, they created laws, they elected a mayor, they right. had a council of administration which helped to, to govern themselves. Right, right. This was the first compulsory education system in the state of South Carolina. Right. These are like overall. former slaves. Overall, these are former slaves who come up with the first mandatory education system right. in the state of South Carolina and in some part, in a lot of parts of the South, not just the state. Right, right. And so these people decided that if you are between the ages of 6 and 15, you've got to go to school. Oh, man. 
And so missionaries come down from the north and they are the teachers for this church school. Okay. Which opens, you know, not too long after the right. form of, of the, uh, the town. And they start out with like 238 kids. Oh, my okay. goodness. And so you go, you the numbers fluctuate for a while, but at its peak, Mitchville had about 3,000 people wow. in the community. and Fully functioning. Fully functioning. Self-governing. Self-governing. And, and with close enough to the, to the Army mm-hmm. camp. Right. But far enough where, you know, there's a, a, a natural buffer. Right. The other thing that kind of trips people out about this the people who were guarding Mitchellville had the right to ask Union Army soldiers for a pass. Like, they had to show a pass to enter into Mitchellville. And if you did not have your paperwork, yeah, imagine that. If you didn't have your paperwork, they could deny you entrance into this black community. Amazing. Can you imagine? Awesome. I cannot. To yeah, have, it's, like, it's something. I just got to say, like, for all those people, the, the prevalent mindset of, you know, what what are you going to do when you're free? You're not smart enough to handle yourself yeah. or to be functioning. That's Pri- just a lie like, from it's the pit just, of hell. Is at, what well, that absolutely. <laughs> that's <laughs> a lie from the pit of hell. That's what it is. Um, just right, like, straight away. Yeah. Well, and just think about our history with, with past books and, mm-hmm. like, apartheid mm-hmm. and, and having to show your papers and think about the fact that these people were property mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just a short time before this, and now they have the authority right. to protect an area that belongs to them. To them. They were all given a quarter acre of land. Yep. And uh, they just created a town. Yeah. They created a community. Right. Now, obviously, you're still going to have some issue. Right. Um and the connection with the Union Army, again, you you got to remember the time, you know, the lay of the land. Yes, the Union Army is the quote-unquote good guy in this story. But right. you still had individuals who did stupid things. Like, Absolutely. They, they're like trying to turn in some people back to their owners, right? Because, you, you know, you got to remember, you're fighting for an ideal, so to so, quote unquote. This yes. is It's still about slavery. You know, right. this whole state rights thing. You know, it's, it's, right. It's it's insulting to believe that this was not about property. Absolutely. Right. Okay. And so people to say that they're really not getting the grasp of the history. So you got people in the Union Army that are fighting because they're Union, but at the same time, like I don't really care about these people. Right. Right. Can I make so a there's yeah there's still issues there's right. still issues mm-hmm. here even with this situation, but for the most part, they would operate on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, the community takes a little bit of a hit. After the Union Army leaves in 1868, you know, mm-hmm. war's over. Yeah. Uh, and after a while, there's other things to think about. Right. So they turn more into a sustenance, uh, sustenance, easy for me to say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a community where they are concentrating now because they can't go and sell products in the Union Army. They start doing things in the general community themselves. Right. And reaching in further into the island. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just with crafts, but also growing watermelon and okra and right. sweet potatoes and, and harvesting oysters and crabs and, and right. selling that. Uh-huh. And so you've got a, a community that also at some point boasts a sawmill and a cotton gin. And right. they stay pretty much intact until the late 1870s. Yeah. So 
what we like to push back on for people who know a little bit about the story and historians who say that Mitchellville was, was no big deal. This community didn't die out. Right. They moved. Mm-hmm. So when it became to a, got to a point where okay we just can't sustain it here in this in this level right they took the houses apart took the lumber no and just way. moved inland whoa to places like Bagal and Squire Pope uh-huh. uh huh <laughs> you know oh I see you mean inland like still on, on the, the island. island okay you know saying inland they came away from the coast uh-huh. a little bit further into the island I see you yeah. know they're still here on the island right but they're, they're spread out they spread out. So they can start right. anew. More sustainable. So those people, that means that these descendants are still here. Right. Right. Absolutely. And you can draw connections right. to the people who are in Mitchellville. Now, you go through the, the list of names, and there's been some amazing work done by, you know, historians here in South Carolina and outside the area mm-hmm. to try to pull together records. Right. Uh, from, his, from hospital and from death records and birth records. Uh, you know, the, the Union Army created a huge hospital here. Wow. Uh, and I think it was called General Hospital. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> For real. I believe it was called General Hospital. But this, this area, uh, you know, you had about 60, it served like 60,000 people. Oh, my gosh. This hospital. And so Clara Barton, mm-hmm. the person who created the American Red Cross. Right. Uh, comes and works at this hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harriet Tubman, you mentioned her. Yeah. She comes down here in her capacity as a nurse. People, Some people don't realize she was a nurse as well. Right. Along with being a union spy. Yeah, she was doer of all superhero. things. She's yeah, just she, a superhero. She was Absolutely. a superhero. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> There's a reason she's getting her face on the $20 bill. Come on. <laughs> this, is, this is correct. <laughs> this is in, in long overdue. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Uh, absolutely. And so these people are still around. They just It's just connected in a different way. And, right. And you, you mentioned, um, we talked a little about the history and why people don't know about it. Um, and you alluded to it earlier. Yeah. There's a couple of reasons why. Most notably is this story flies in the face of this inferiority uh, mm. theme that you're trying to push mm-hmm. right after Reconstruction. Right. Ab- absolutely. You know, because these folks actually were doing it. Right. And Mitchellville was supposed to be... Proving all of your crud wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Mitchellville is the rehearsal for Reconstruction. Right. This was supposed to be the, the catalyst for how freedmen towns would pop up all over right. the Southeast. Uh, and so when you talk about the Port Royal Experiment, Mm-hmm. Mitchellville is the Port the Royal experiment. experiment. Yeah, you know, and and if you look at it in these ways, this was working very well, and so it was getting attention from the north, and people were coming down and doing stories on it. And William Lloyd Garrison came to visit the area, and wow. you know there are so many connections. But then, when you get close to the turn of the twentieth, you know, getting the twentieth century, and the Compromise of 1877 pulls all the federal troops out of the area. Right. This is when they made an effect, agreement yeah. for Ruther B. Hayes to become president. Okay, mm-hmm. We'll let Hayes be president, but you got to get rid of these troops. Mm-hmm. So now there's no more reinforcement for Reconstruction. Right. Things go right back to where they were. Right. And then you had the creation of Jim Crow. Jim Crow. Yes. And so early part of the, of the 20th century, and it's funny, we had this conversation about Confederate uh, monuments and statues. Mm-hmm. From the 1900 to 1925, this is when you have most of these statues going up mm-hmm. because now you've got you can't enslave people legally, so we'll use the law 
to put you in place. Mm. Which you is can what Jim Crow, them emotionally. Right. This is what Jim Crow does. It codifies a slavery 2.0. Right. By Absolutely. laws. Mm-hmm. And so the, the statutes go up to say, you know, hey, this is proof mm-hmm. that we have you. you right. Know, you're still under the thumb. Mm-hmm. And it's some revisionist history because you just lost. Yeah. And the South is, you know, in, in dire straits. What Reconstruction is just is also about rebuilding the South. Right. And so after the turn of the century, some of this, you know, where these statues go up, it's more of you thought you had some rights. Mm-hmm. We're still in control. Right. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. So we're going to put this in your face. Um, and I didn't mean to get in the, on a tangent no, there. I, no, you know what? Like we know this. This is this is stuff that we're we're well aware of. But even like just talking about it, like I'm like physically right this second sick to my stomach thinking about it. You <laughs> well, know? yeah, and and yeah, I don't know. It just. Ugh. But it's, it's part of it. It's, it's history. It's history. It is history. And it's important you got, that you, we know it we and fully own understand it, right? it. We have to own our uh, our history and then move forward and try to figure out how to grow from it and do better from our mistakes and our stupidity and evil right but we we have never really wanted to take responsibility as a country Mm -hmm. for the things that we've done and you know nationalist thought is natural you can understand it right Mm -hmm. um we don't want to think about the bad things when Mm -hmm. we you know hey it's america and it's land is free and home of the brave but it also has done some things <laughs> to its own citizens mm-hmm. that have been less than stellar, right? Right. And so you have this deep continuation uh, into 40s, 50s, and 60s of this same stuff right. that Absolutely. the Civil War was built on. Right. right? Um, and if unless you decide that you're going to look at this whole, the totality of the history and how things get to where they they are you can't really move forward right especially when you talk about ideals on race mm-hmm. and this is still it's still built into race in some form phrase you know yeah shape and form um we're going to promote mitchville as this is the american dream as it was supposed to be right right yeah this is what democracy looks like this is what citizenship looks like mm-hmm. this is what opportunity looks like but you got to include the notion that this was still groundbreaking. Absolutely. My goodness. After over 100 years of being a country, this ideal is still groundbreaking. Right. And then it would take another 100 years to Mm -hmm. get full citizenship. Right. With the the whole, you know, right to vote in in Mm -hmm. 1965. It's a lot. It's a lot to it. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, it's so much, and it's heavy. And when I start to think a lot about it, um, I have so many feelings and thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. I just said to Chris last night. I, you know, I was reading into um, heirs' property and all that stuff, and I just yeah. like I, I'm so conflicted. I just, yeah, right. I mean, it's not sitting well, and I just feel. Yeah, Awful. but the but, so the yeah. good news is like, and this is what we were talking about before we started recording, right? Is that this is n- at least twenty years ago was not taught in our Hilton Head public school because I, I feel like I was a pretty good student, you know. Right. My grades may have not reflected that. 
<laughs> but I was a pretty good student. I'm, I feel like I'm kind of a smart guy, you know, and we didn't learn anything right. about this. And how easy is it to, like, put kids on a bus and take them, you know, five miles down the road and go, hey, right. look, this community existed. And, right. and truthfully, even, like, how empowering that is for for some of the kids, like, you know, whose parents don't drive BMWs and, and mm-hmm. live in gated communities. And right. to show them, you know, that th- this is an incredible example of it's more than survival. It's like like life to the full, right? you know? Yeah. Uh, right. And we didn't learn that. But so, I, like, I'm, I, I, I'm bitter. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm on a personal mission I'm to on a change mission. it. Yeah. But uh, but it's also very encouraging, you know, that now at at even now that we're starting to get more exposure and right. um and to learn about it and Right. Uh, yeah, you know, like I know it's like way overdue, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, no time like the present. Right. right. I um. When you know better, you do better. When you know better, you do. Thank you. That's one of my favorite. That is quotes. my one of my. Uh, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. If you know better and don't do better, then there's something to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really interesting because you know I know the town is only around thirty, thirty or so years old. Right. But you've got this amazing archaeology of the area that happens in 87. So you ask your que- ask your question, like, mm-hmm. okay, so why wasn't this pushed more? Right, there? right, right. Well, it's also, it's inconvenient and it makes people uncomfortable. Yes. Too. Right, 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 right. Uh, so the island will have to deal with the history of it not just being a refuge for rich hunters and people who came here to fish for most of the 20th century, which is what it was. Right. But dealing with the fact that at, in 1900, you got almost 3,000 people on the island, and they're almost all black. Mm-hmm. Right. And by 1930, you've got like 300 people on the island. Right. And barely any of them. Right, right. You still have people that lived in the general area. But, right. But so this line continues. And so every time you, mm-hmm. you, you're hearing about the town only being around for 30 years, you got to remember that there's been black people on this island forever. Ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Tucked away. Yeah, <laughs> you know, living a culture yeah. that they've been taught yeah. since way back I, in absolutely. 1800s. So I, I do have a question about that. Like, <clears throat> how much we were talking about this a little bit last night, kind of prepping, and how much of the culture of Mitchellville was was insulated that they that they were able to you know keep a certain keep their culture while it, at least in my mind, and I could be totally wrong, but the, like the rest of the country is moving forward technologically and mm-hmm. um with you know factories and you've got uh the industrial revolution happening right and you've got maybe and uh, <laughs> i better check my dates on that but um i think you get my question is like yeah, I do. how how much of their culture was protected uh, Especially on the sea islands here not yeah. just on mitchellville well, but like uh, the fusky and you, all of you've those. mentioned the important part in that island Yes. Right. So with still... mosquitoes and no air conditioning. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes, it, it was probably not luxury living all the time, um, but that's that's part of the reason why it was able to maintain itself because right. on these islands, and that's where you go all the way down to Sea Islands. You got this long history: Gullah, Geechee, uh, 
connectivity from mm-hmm. to the past that was never really sullied or interrupted mm-hmm. or, you know there was not a lot of, of change oh, of course there's some but mm-hmm. right they were able to, to keep these connections going right. until people are able to get to them and say well you shouldn't talk like that you know, right, why are right. you making that dish this is savage you know yeah but then people internalize that and say oh yeah maybe we shouldn't talk like this oh we're bad and that's what the culture leaves right, right? Mm-hmm. because we're you're naturally going to be taught to assimilate right unless somebody is telling you no you know you hold on to this mm-hmm. this is this is what your grandfather Special. and your grandmother and your great-grandmother this is what mm-hmm. they did so mm-hmm. we're not going to lose this and right. so what ends up happening is then after a while those voices are gone too that are telling you hold yeah. on to this mm-hmm. and things begin to leave right uh, but I think it's amazing that along this stretch of South Carolina and Georgia, uh, you have this culture that was able to maintain itself. Right. Despite what was going on in other places. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good thing. It's Absolutely. Not a, yeah. You know, we have that to look at. Right. Because if people are, were savvy enough to, to just say, we're going to stay this way. Right. Now, you can say what you want about, uh, <laughs> you know, moving forward. Um, but at the same time, this this is a history that people are interested in. Absolutely. And, and always have been. Uh, and it's just another layer to America. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And that's what makes the country great, not us being a melting melting pot has always bugged the crap out of me. <laughs> you know, because... We're evenly melting. We're not <laughs> evenly... And then it's like there's chunks, right? So... <laughs> Uh, garden, garden salad, chef salad. That's yeah, much go. more what we are. It, all these pieces are good on their own. You come together, you're making something even better, right? That's right. That's good. So that's really, I always push back on melting pot because all right. yeah. um, the fact that we have, that cultures have not always fully assimilated is what right. makes us what we are. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And the fight, push back on assimilation has been mm-hmm. um, what's, enabled America to, to, to be as um, multifaceted as it is. Right, right. Well, I, I moved here to the area when I was four and a half years old, and I, um, my dad was in the military and our family lived away. But all of my teachers growing up in the schools um, were from this area. They were black women. Mm. And I admired from the time I was really little, like the sense of community and the like the family traditions and everything that I saw here in the community. Right. And I I didn't have that. And I always mm. thought this is the ideal. Mm-hmm. And then as I grew up and like started to see what other people consider ideal, I was like, but wait, <laughs> <laughs> these people, like they still know where their great, great grandmothers were and they still have the wisdom and the thoughts and the foods and the songs. And the, that was just normal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the foods. The, the, foods. Foods. the foods. The foods. Oh, sweet Lord, the foods. <laughs> well. Did you mention the food? The, we're let's fans not, of let's food. Let's not forget about the food. Let's not forget about the food. Um, which we were watching some videos last night um, about Mitchellville. And the, the, this one was like cuts to the, the food. And it's the like fried chicken and collard greens. And I was like, there is so much more food here than just <laughs> fried chicken and collard greens. That's an abomination. Uh, uh, you but, know. Oh. Well, they're good. I'm not. 
Like before you start going in on fried chicken and collard greens, it's like, well, wait a minute, though. It's, no, it's good. It's pretty good. No, I um, it's good. There's the the, the connection with with the water and yeah. the seafood is is also a big part of this. And, and right. No, I'm I am new to the area. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I've been here for nine weeks. And uh, I'm well, gonna, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I feel welcome. But I'm originally from this coast, the coast of North Carolina. Nice. So this is still, it still feels like, you yeah. know, home to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this difference, you right. know, oh, just sure. like there's some things we do up there that, you know, a food culture that's different from here. And yeah. so um, as you immerse yourself into this and these people have been making these same, these things the same way. Yes. For not 20 years, for like 150. Hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just thinking about that. Right. How we've been able, that's been able to be maintained. Uh-huh. It's important. And Absolutely. I think there are a, a large number of people on the island who are looking to see how they can learn more about the culture and heritage here. Not just... Um, Mitchellville, but also really the Gullah culture. And I right. think there are people here who can do that mm-hmm. and do it well. And so what we're trying to do yes. is not be that. Uh-huh. You understand? Right. And I want I make that clear every time we, we talk. We have a, a defined mission in history. Right. But we will connect that mission in history to, to the Gullah culture and the people. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to be the Gullah museum there already is a Gullah, a Gullah museum. museum right right right, <laughs> you know, right and you should go visit them right? absolutely just like there's Gullah heritage and tours you should go on that tour take them and so I, I want to make it perfectly clear that Mitchellville the soon-to-be historic Mitchellville Freedom Park will highlight these things but this yes. is not the center of Gullah life right because that's already happening yes mm-hmm. so we want to work with those individuals and absolutely those groups. To make sure people get a full grasp of the area. Right. But we're not going to be the Gullah expert. Right. right. And, 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 you know, people who don't know, it's not a problem. They're just trying to figure out. Right. So whenever I get a microphone, I'm trying to say this. Mm, that's good. <laughs> well, we're you glad know, to give you one to say it. There are people who are already doing this. Yes. And doing it well. Absolutely. You should definitely see them. Well, guys, I know that where you are living, that summer is winding down, but it sort of continues to roll on here in Hilton Head. So you should escape from all the crazy of back to school and fall and winter coming. And come on down. Come on down. Winter is coming. coming. Come on down to Hilton Head. And uh, you can go to palmeravacationclub.com and they will show you how vacations are meant to be. There are yeah. some listeners. There are some incredible. There are other. I'm gonna give you a recommendation. Um, the Gullah Geechee Nation podcast with Queen Quet is. I have been listening to it in the evenings. I am learning so much. The stuff she shares is incredible. Give that podcast a listen. Mm. There are all kinds of events all around here. Excuse me. <clears throat> in this area that you can go on YouTube, whatever, and find mm-hmm. stuff about um, the Gullah culture and um, the Gullah Geechee Nation. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to ask this question. What is the difference? Maybe you have an answer. The difference between the Gullah culture and the Geechee culture. Is it the same? Is it what's the? Uh, it's basically the same. It's just okay. 
Gullah refers to Native Islanders in South right. Carolina. Okay. And Geechee refers to Native Islanders in Georgia. That's okay. Okay, that's what okay. I thought it was, but I yeah. wanted to make sure. That's really I that's said. really all it is. Okay. I mean, there, there are probably some differences. Don't, right, don't, right, right. I'm not the expert. There's no, nuance. Right, there you go. That's right, better right, word. right. But there I have had nuances. several other white people say to me, "Well, what is the difference?" And I was like, "I." Yeah, but I that, it to... really is region. Region, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. around here you hear people say Gullah mm-hmm. all the yeah. time. It's Gullah because mm-hmm. they're in South Carolina. Right. <laughs> but you go to Georgia, it's probably going to be more geek. Right. Not, not that they won't use the same terminology. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but, you know, and the Gullah Geechee Corridor, which mm-hmm. is something that some people people also should look <laughs> into. Uh, there is a Gullah Geechee Corridor, and, and it's an organization. And the corridor reaches from, like, Wilmington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. all the way into the tip of Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's much larger than just yeah. South Carolina and Georgia. Absolutely. I yeah. um I did a zip lining podcast. Uh, I got to go on the zip line here, and I met a couple who was from Atlanta, and they said, is there anything here where you can just visit the Sea Islands? Like, take a boat, get on one, and kind of work your way up the coast. And I said, oh, I don't know about it, but that sounds incredible. Yeah. There's your business idea. Yeah, I know, right? Go it's a yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there are people that may be doing that, Do that, but I don't think it's an official thing. Yeah, uh, okay. But that has, that has come up in conversation. It you know, if you if somebody out there gets a while here to do this, just make sure you are talking to the people who actually live on those islands. First. Live there. right, right, <laughs> right. Thank you. We appreciate that. because you know, and again, just I, like, I'm very straightforward and mm-hmm. and frank sometimes to a fault, but um, <laughs> but that just it, it bears saying that if you're going to push this culture out there is something that you want people to come to this area to just see mm-hmm. you've got to involve the people absolutely and part of the part of the issue on this island has been things have been done for people instead of with them mm. and it hasn't really been for them in the first place yes and so that's why you've got tension yes and you have to we have to acknowledge yeah the tension and stop mm-hmm. acting like it's not there no because right. it's there okay and the only there. way we're going to move forward is saying this exists yes how can we do better right and so let's sit down and talk yeah. it's the same thing when you deal with race my background i spent 18 years in birmingham alabama oh my goodness at the at the birmingham civil rights institute so i did a lot of stuff on race and culture I multiculturalism all kinds of stuff <laughs> 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 like four more hours <laughs> or, uh, are you teaching four a class months? i can yeah, sign well, up for uh <laughs> And so my my um, model on race is this. And it's the same thing when we're talking about cultures that we want to promote, we don't really understand, right? We're not, mm-hmm. when we, we have division and tension, right. right? Race culture. We do three things when race comes up, okay? Mm-hmm. We run. Mm-hmm. We hide. In plain sight, when we do the whole, blah, 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 I don't hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're ready to fight. We're fight. Mm-hmm. Right? And so those are our go tos. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying our. Yeah. You know, it's something we all do. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Those are our go tos. The thing that's missing out of those three is listening. Because uh-huh. if we spent more time doing that, you find common ground. Mm-hmm. Or at least you can agree to disagree, or like you're a lost cause and we walk away from you. Right. right? Uh, but you don't listen. And when you are running, mm-hmm. hiding, or you got your defenses up right out the gate, 
you can't get anywhere. Right. You can't learn anything. And so that's why you still have the same cycle over and over, over and over again. That's why people, why are we still talking about race? Because we've never talked about race. Right. <laughs> why right. is there tension between town and the community? Because there's never been this We talk about that it's there, you know, that, oh, there's a problem, but yeah, we don't. But that we've never it. had this reconciliation until very recently people mm-hmm. have been trying to do something mm-hmm. to, to make up for it. Now, I give the town credit because this is it's something that should have happened some time ago. Right. So we got to give them credit for trying to do it now. Absolutely. Right. Like right? you said, no time like the present. No time like the present, <laughs> right? Um, but for the people, well, I don't understand what's going on. You, you would if you listen. Right. Mm-hmm. You would if you listen. Absolutely. So that echoes with most things, uh, hangups with race and culture. And, and mm-hmm. not just those things, but issues around religion and gender. You, you learn. This is the world over. Mm-hmm. When just you listen. listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Absolutely. I don't know that's, everything. That's some wisdom for you guys right there. <laughs> hey, real. I don't know. So uh, in my former capacity, I ran the education department there. And we do programming on everything related to civil human rights. So I couldn't have a program about the Hispanic Latino community without having them on a committee, right? And listening to them, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not part of that community, right? Mm-hmm. So I shouldn't act like I know, yes. right? When uh, we talking about, uh, <laughs> we talk about discrimination and things, you don't have a concept of it, you can't understand it. I had never been blind. I pray to God I won't go blind, right? Closing my eyes does not give me blindness. Just give me a, a concept of it. Right. I can't close my eyes. Oh, okay, this is what it's like to be blind. Because yeah. I can always open them anytime I have a chance. Right, right. right. There's always a way out. Yeah. yeah. There's not a way out for dealing with race issues for somebody like me, 42-year-old black man in America. I don't get to run away from it. Right, right. right. It's right. Here You're, every day. Yeah, it's, I don't get to. I, I can act like it's not there. It's, guess what? It's going to be there. It's going right. to show up in some aspect at some point. So just like this person who has blindness cannot escape it. Right. And once you realize that, then maybe you'll fall back a little bit. Yeah. And listen. Mm-hmm. But until we're ready to do that. Nothing's going to happen. That's the um, I we've been listening to another. We obviously love podcasts. We're podcast junkies. <laughs> we are. We are absolutely. We're gonna, we're gonna get into a twelve step program about. Our <laughs> no, they are making me well, a better human. There's probably one out there. Right. Yeah. There for everything. I, we, I learned this concept of passing the mic. You don't oh, need yes. to have the mic. Shout out to pass the mic. <laughs> you podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. You don't have to have. It is not my job. To be like, oh, I'm going to take this microphone to make sure that these, my black brothers and sisters get heard. I don't have to say that. I can close my mouth and hand you the mic and let you say, because you're the what one it's happening concept. to. Yeah. Isn't it? What a novel it's concept. Just... Yeah, you can apply that to LGBTQ and mm. immigration yes. and all kind of stuff. Right, it's right. Absolutely. Hand them the microphone. When I get to know someone who is living something that I have never experienced is when I, when I can feel real, like a mental shift. I have an emotional attachment to that person. I can have empathy for them. I can close my mouth and open my ears and say, you're putting flesh and bone on something as opposed to it being an abstract idea. Right. 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 I think that, I think as far as like the Mitchellville project is that's, that's what's so that's beautiful what about it. It's like all of a sudden, well, all of a sudden is the wrong term, but we're put it, we're getting to see flesh and bone on something that's been there all along. Right. And right. Just 
right walk past it yeah you know? and That's... we want to we <laughs> want to promote that anyway oh my that goodness we can. so much what? okay yeah so let me ask you this um I, we ask everybody this but i think i want to like overemphasize it this time <laughs> okay how can people uh help and how can people send you guys money Oh, that is <laughs> such a beautiful question. Uh, <laughs> well, one of the first things you can do is go to exploremitchellville.org. And Mitchell has one L. That's very yes. important. Very. Mitchell has one L. Mm-hmm. So it's M-I-T-C-H-E-L-V-I-L-L-E. So exploremitchellville.org. Mm-hmm. And you can check our website out, see what we have to offer. And at the bottom of the page, just beautiful little button that says donate yeah and we love that button man that's a great (laughs) button and you can go to this button and you can find ways how to you know to help out right so we're about to reintroduce some citizenship levels yes and and codify some other ones so you'll be seeing that very very near near future so i'll go ahead and put this out here now uh, since you give me the opportunity, and I don't shy away from this. Go for it. That's we're glad you're here to do it. For the low, low price of $18.62, you can become a citizen Shut of Mitchellville. That is the year we was formed. And so, oh. the, the, of course, those citizen oh. levels go all the way up. Absolutely. You, know, right. you give $186 or right. $1,862. There you go. Now you're talking. 18000 you know. There it is. <laughs> so, but there's that's a way to support us going forward. We are in the middle of trying to get to a point where we create a master plan and business plan as we go forward. And yeah. so, there are a few things to see in the park. Just, you know, some if you've never been to Fish Hall Creek Park, mm-hmm. soon to be Historic Mitchellville Freedom Park. That's that's right. Working on that right now. Um, you can go and see some information, some kiosks. There's some some panels about um, the history of Mitchellville, and there's right. a couple of facades out there. We are working towards getting structures on site. Awesome. So this is part of what this master plan is. Why I'm here right. to begin with is to create this thing. Absolutely. And then begin to run it. We do not wa- we do not want to recreate the entire town. Correct. Okay, that's 32 acres. Yeah, that's do a lot of land. A lot of land. And we only we have maybe like 16 or so we can really build on, right? Yeah. Um, but we do want to create part of the town uh, with thematic buildings that talk about how different aspects of life Love it. would happen. Yeah. Yeah. But also the recreation of the church school. Yes. And so this is where they were teaching the kids. And mm-hmm. we want to really play up this whole n- notion of education. Like they could have easily put kids in the field absolutely took them down there to the water to get cast nets to get oysters no it's like you are going to learn mm-hmm. so this is this is what true freedom is absolutely so yes. to be free all the way <laughs> yeah, as far as they read, could get learn, without you know right. any problems i'm seeing education in my head right now. <laughs> the children teach them well and let them lead yes, the way it's just <laughs> she's just going on in the back of my head this is the uh, level of ridiculousness no, that I find. I, 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 I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. But it's true. Yeah, I, you you got to have own it. it. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's special. Thank you. Uh, but you can go there and help us out, obviously. Um, right. But also follow us on Twitter at Mitchellville. Follow us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can contact our office. Uh, it's eight four three two five five seven three zero zero. They are very friendly. Yes, we are extremely friendly. I mean, really. You know, again, I said I'm new, but I am trying to be everywhere to let me. Mm-hmm. So, and this is for anybody who's listening. If you want us to come talk about Mitchell, we are coming. Good. Uh, so anytime you want us to come back, guess what? We'll be here. You let us know. You can come back 
any time. Yeah. <laughs> we, well, can, we can just do this podcast. From now on, this podcast can be the Mitchellville podcast. <laughs> well, I, I would not balk at that, obviously. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's important for us to be visible. Yes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so um, we have to put ourselves in a position where people can see and start hearing more about Mitchellville as we mm-hmm. could continue to go forward. Now, I want this to be something that the entire island, not just the island, but Beaufort County. Right. Not just Beaufort County, but the state. Yeah. But not just the state. Right. right. <laughs> the country. Right. The whole country. We want everybody to be and proud of what we're doing over here. And we right. think we have an opportunity to attract people from everywhere. Mm. Absolutely. You know, we are we are putting ourselves out there. This is the first self-governed freedman town in the United States of America. It's incredible. And we think we have an appeal Absolutely. That could pull people in. So what we're trying <laughs> to do, so. right. <laughs> what we're trying to do, is make sure they have something to see when they get here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's we're on the the beginning stages right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I got to give credit uh, to the board who's been right. active for years. Right. Uh, but especially within the last seven years of trying to create the building blocks mm-hmm. and the individuals like Joyce Wright who for the last three years was just trying to make sure this thing kept churning and yep. keeping it open and so I want to value and yes, honor thank you for your what work. they have done absolutely I'm just here to try to um, to push it boost the signal up a notch yep and use this big mouth I have to get it out there <laughs> awesome. well Ahmad, thank you so much. My for, pleasure. I have thank learned so much. Me. I am encouraged to go get more books from the library. Well, come on. Um, I, I'm. And donate. And donate. And do- yes. And, and donate, donate, y'all, listeners. Please. That's right. That is a remarkable price. Um, make sure that you're donating. Make sure that you go to the website. And when you are here visiting, go. Mm-hmm. Go. Yes, go to the park. Go right. to the park. <laughs> right now, you still can without getting charged. <laughs> <laughs> go now. <laughs> Make sure you go now. And right. I'll, I'll say this, and I know we're geared to close, but in the fall, probably around November, we're going to do a digital town hall. Cool. For everyone who's a citizen. Mm-hmm. So if you're a citizen, you'll get a link, and you're actually going to be able to vote on something that we're going to do in the park. Cool. As a citizen. Cool. Yes. Yes. So it's going to be one of our first things as we, as we push out here. Uh-huh. You'll see more of this and also an effort at near the end of the year to to help us out because this is the 155th anniversary of Mitchellville. Mm-hmm. So you can obviously become a citizen, but you can also donate $155 to the cause that will help us pull programming and events together going forward. Absolutely. That will get us in the front of kindergarten nursery school to nursing home Excellent. to talk about uh, this important history and why it is important for everybody because again it's african-american focus but this is an american yeah. story this isn't, yeah this is america right. this is when people think about americans we're hardworking. we make something out of nothing you're literally explaining Mitchellville. Right. this is it <laughs> this is it That's this it. is the all-american dream it happened right here I need, I need you to come do some commercials. At any time. <laughs> All right, cool. Anytime. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. Listeners, make sure that you're hitting that website, that you are donating. Everything will be in the show notes. And telling your friends. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. Share this incredible podcast. Say, you know what? There's a lot of talk going on right now about race and stuff and history. And this 
really was a great thing to listen to. Share it with your friends. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for coming. My this pleasure. was thank you incredible. So much what a way to it. spend a birthday episode. Yeah. yeah. And happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> happy birthday. And welcome to town. I'm honored to be the anniversary show. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>
I started out rapping when I was like, that I don't know, seventh awesome. grade. Just, just, it's just a joke between our friends. And yeah. then, like, I realized like that, you know, every word has like some sort of power, and we put it in combination with each other. Right. It turns into like a something else. So that's what got me. Like, I've been writing every day for over twenty years now. That's incredible. So, um, but musical influence, I see like Deftones. Uh, there's a band called Dredge that I really like. That uh-huh. uh, it's from California. Um, I mean, singing influences, like Counting Crows. Uh, Can't go wrong there. Yeah, like, I like, for some reason, I love, like, girl singers, like Florence and the Machine, oh. Adele, Feist. Mm-hmm. They all, like, so I think that's where I got my range from, where I go to the falsetto. Yeah. That's what I think of. I'm like, all right, let me, so that's I like, awesome. real low range, real high, you know? <laughs> Take me to church. Yes. But, um, but, yeah, so, like, I like just good music. Yeah. I mean, you know? Awesome. Yeah. It's all good. Well, play us a song. Yeah. So, um, the album I'm going to start tracking, it's called Dark Short Stories. Okay. So, it's uh, 10 songs. And the first song has all the titles of the songs in the lyrics of the song. Oh, cool. If that cool. makes any sense. Yeah. So, um, so, it picked the songs for me, basically. The universe said, hey, here. I yeah. gotcha. Uh, awesome. So, I picked these songs, but it's... Uh, it's gonna be it's cool. I have a uh, Kristen Griffiths doing artwork for it, oh, so nice. she's gonna write or paint a picture for every song. I'm gonna write a story, so you read the story, and then you can listen to the song. And it's like the script and the soundtrack. You yeah. Make a movie in your head, and she can give you the visual of it. I you know? love that idea. So a little concept I've been working on for a while. So it's <laughs> been a minute. I, I'm sick of talking about it, so I'm gonna start <laughs> recording Thank you for sharing it. Sharing with us. But uh, this one's called Sugar on the Spoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my dad's favorite too. But um. Let's play for you, I guess. And are you hearing footsteps down the hall? And are you chasing your shadow in the dark? Is someone in the room? What's that droning in the distance? Piano out of tune. Is someone in the room? Pour the poison in the water. Sugar on the spoon. There's a killer on 
killer on the loose. There's a killer on the loose. There's a killer on the loose. There's a killer on the loose. Is there someone in the room? Sugar on the spoon. Ooh. <laughs> Woo! That was awesome. It's a little dark short story. So you can, I, I you like know. it. I love it. All right. I can't wait to read these stories Thank and you. see this art. So where can people find your music, hear you out? Are you playing with other guys? What's, uh, how can we, as Chris always says, how can we get people to give you some money? Yeah, that'd be nice. I don't have too much of that. Um, I've been picking up gigs at Tiki in the porch. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Sol over there has been really awesome. And I'm, I can play, you know, I have a duo with uh, my buddy Sammy Pasalukas, who's the bass player, yeah. or the guitarist in um, Groovetown Assault, mm-hmm. which my cousin Corey's in. Yeah. Um, I love it. They're the best they're party great. band. They're, they're awesome. They're so They're just fun. misfits, and we, I love I it. I know. We had them all in That's this right. room. That's right. I was talking to Sammy about this yesterday, and he was like, yeah, we packed in this room. and like uh, It was, we love you guys, room. Groovetown. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was playing with Will Cook for a while under the Temple Tones. I still go yeah. under the Temple Tones. Um, That's awesome. But I have uh, orig- two original bands in the island. One with Davey Masteller and uh, John Wilkins. That's boy right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> the man right there. Um, the and King we were actually in the Battle of the Bands. We got to the, the finals of Battle of the Bands. Oh, my gosh. Um, but then also MOB, which is um, mm-hmm. Randy Rockalotta, C.W. Jameson, and mm-hmm. uh, John Wilkins. Nice. And um, so I have those two bands, but then, you know the, we're all doing so much. Right. So we, we do it when we have the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So like I said, I went to Full Sail. Yeah. Um, so I'm setting up my recording gear. The Kyle. Yeah. Ram gave me. Uh, he hooked me up, and I you know I play with Kyle and Nick sometimes. I love yeah. I love playing with those guys. They're so. Much they take fun. me to church. I just like feel it <laughs> when, so I, when I play with them. <laughs> but I play with Nate Douglas from uh, Native. Actually, uh-huh. me and Nate. Zach Stevens from Native and uh-huh. Sam are playing the porch tonight. Oh wow! So yeah, it's just you can find me on Facebook and and okay. stuff like that. Um, and then M O B H H I on SoundCloud. Okay. Um, and website coming soon. Awesome, listeners. Yeah. We will have all of that linked in our show notes on our Facebook post. Everything else you can find it. Just scroll down and uh, click right on the highlighted names. And please awesome. uh, give Jared some money. Yeah. Yeah, please. <laughs> Is this a... <laughs> uh, please, 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 please. Uh, so let's uh, let's hear another song. Hmm, what should I play for you? My beautiful accomplice I never really knew a love quite like this She either leaves a key by the door Or 
Wait up by the window till I come back home I don't know If it's really just too good to be true I don't know Say it ain't too good to be true Calculated acrobat. I never knew a woman who could move like that. Maybe I'm just under her spell. Well, maybe I know it's too good to be true, and that hurts like hell. I don't know if it's really just too good to be true. I don't
It's called Fairytale Apocalypse. I love it. Crazy with the microphone. So, uh, a little birdie told me that maybe you have a roasting room show coming up. <clears throat> How did you know? Nah, small, yeah, um, smart bird told I'm me. I'm open up for uh, Lord Nelson. Oh. I've seen them a bunch of times, like playing the boardroom and uh, yeah. around, and they're awesome. And uh, Cranford actually gave him my name. I was nice. like, oh, word up. Thank All you, right. bud. <laughs> so, yeah, I look forward to going back to the roasting room. Josh and, and Jordan do an awesome job over there. They are great. I was, I was bartending there for... Two nights. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't last long. <laughs> but I'll play music there. Yeah. yeah. Prefer the music. When is that? It's uh, September 15th, so a day after my birthday. So no. come All out right, and so join me for my celebration. Say happy birthday. Yeah. Good. Well, we're going to get this posted before then, so we'll awesome. pump it. All right. Well, so we always ask everybody one last question, and that is, if you were asked by a tourist what's something that uh, you wouldn't want them to miss. What would you got? What do you like around here? That's a well. I, I mean, it depends what they're looking for, I guess. Right. I mean, if they're looking for a good time, they should go to the Triangle. Mm. I mean, that's triangle. debauchery at its finest. Uh, <laughs> and they always have live music. I mean, you can't miss the Tiki Hut. Yeah. On the beach, music. You know, frozen so. drinks. Yeah. A little bit of paradise. Um, it's great. But thing. food is just stunning. I mean. So I'm from Philly, uh-huh. or outside of Philly. I can't really rep Philly. Yes, that's right. But um, you and Chris, we got yeah, Philly in the house. My man. <laughs> um, so there's this little trailer outside of the Home Depot in Bluffton, where they have the best cheesesteaks. Yes. Thank Dominic's. Dominic's, y'all. I can't stress enough. Like if you're not, if you're from Philly and you live here, like. That's your place. Get your butt there. Yeah. It's incredible. But I don't know their hours because every time I show up, they're not open. <laughs> so, Dominic's, I don't know. Are you open? Cash only? Okay. Just, I'm so checking a free cheesesteak for this plug, you know? You guys. <laughs> yes. I will say, my husband, who has been in constant pursuit of the right cheesesteak mm-hmm. since I've married him 17 years ago, a struggle. Dominic's is the place. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for thank coming. Thank you so much. It I was a pleasure it. to have you. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear this uh, this album. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Yeah, Read these stories. 